Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Okay, so hi, we are live with First and Fifteen, the international um, podcast of the month. I'm here today with Carlos, with Benny and with Jimmy. Um, Carlos, you are, I think, new to our international podcast, so maybe you want to go first and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what's going on where you are with the COVID situation and the effect that it's having on football at the moment. Yeah, of course. So thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have be here with you guys. I don't actually see myself because I lost myself somewhere in this computer, but it's fine. You can see me, you can hear me, right? So yes, we can see you. Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it blindly, it was fine. So, yeah, my name is Carlos Janes. I, so, I'm uh, from Spain, <laughs> in case you don't notice. Uh, I've played, I don't know for how many years, 20 something years, and uh, national team both tackle and flag. And uh, now uh, only play flag, and uh, mostly right now I only play in, in the Austrian League. So, um, but I will still keep a lot of contact in Spain with the national team, the coaches. Um, so, uh, as as where it's concerned in, in Spain, most of the leagues are running. They've been running for a while now. Uh, each sort of state has their own league, uh, and uh, I think it's the last one is starting next this this week. Yeah, this week. Uh, but uh, most of the other ones are nearly finishing because they everything leads up to the Spanish Bowl, which is sometime in June, you know, before the the hot comes along. Uh, as for here in Austria, uh, first weekend, this is the first week that we start playing. And then it runs along until October, I think, with a big break in August. And it's pretty much about the same just with you know all this um, antigen test before the game so everyone has to be tested before playing and then they're giving like a two week uh two week break in between uh, each uh, you know games so just in case something happens uh, so that's as far as you know things are going in both places that i they am in contact with and uh, I live in the Czech Republic, by the way, just to make it more complicated. <laughs> and everything here is. I was just wondering, like, what did I miss? Like, the last two years or two years ago when we saw each other last, I'm pretty sure you were still in Spain. And now you're saying Austria, Spain, Czech Republic. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm actually a bit like in the Czech Republic now for five years now. Uh, before, before that, I was in Florida. <laughs> So I, I do move a lot, <laughs> a lot. All so, right. uh, but, but I'm pretty settled now. You know, five years same place is pretty good. <laughs> but uh, I'm in the border with Austria, so that's why it's only an hour, twenty minutes to Linz. So that's where I play. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of my closest place to play flag because the Czech league doesn't have a flag league. They only have a, a check bowl sometimes. And anyway, tack, every, everything is shut down here. So it's kind of like in Germany. So no tackle league, no nothing. Only professional leagues are running. And um, 
and there's no prospect for a, a start team whatsoever. So good that the Austrians are nicely organized and uh, they can run around there. But yeah, that's where I am. You're a good candidate then for the international podcast. <laughs> you cover quite a lot of bases for us. That's good. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for that. Um, Jimmy, how are things looking where you are? Uh, kind of dark, actually. We have uh, uh, once again postponed the season for both tackle and, and flag is pretty much up in the air too. We are only allowed to practice in groups of eight. Uh, no physical contact. Uh, I think the government just today postponed everything uh, for another two or three weeks. So everything's pretty much up in the air. We we don't know. Uh, so that that's the that's the dark truth about the north, really. So. It's it's interesting when you hear that Denmark is like it's so crazy. I think how different loads of countries are. Like I yeah. hear you guys, then you hear Denmark is opening up more or less like really open. Then we have yeah. Germany, and maybe I can just take over then. Yeah. Like for us at the moment, there's nothing. Like we're not allowed. We're currently the actual rules are still. You can do sports outside with five people out of two households. So that's it. Um, actually, the f I heard of the first, or there are two clubs at least I heard of now, um, Kelkheim Lizards, for example, our neighbors and friends. They, are, or they got a special approval now from the authorities to tr practice. And I mean, the league has again been postponed to, I think, beginning of June. Um, but at least Kelkheim, they can they started practice last week, so I think they had definitely another training session today. So they had a test run last week with 18 players. Everyone had to be tested before training. Um, and yeah, that's like a pilot project, I think. We have um, a request pending with the authorities in Waldorf, but I, don't know, I haven't heard anything for the last three weeks, three, four weeks. I think they're just overwhelmed. Everyone tries everything um but yeah that's the thing at the moment like i'm looking forward to we're going lou and i and our son are going to uh, the uk on tuesday because i have a month of parental leave and things are looking better there as well so maybe when we're coming back a month later everything will be better we will see like but currently no hope really i mean the numbers of vaccinations and everything they shoot up quite good now here in germany but i'm intrigued to when we actually can start practicing i think it's interesting how, uh, how different the countries are when you look at the uk who are widely vaccinated and sort of returning to sport i know the gb camp for may is planning on going ahead for the ladies team so it just goes to show the differences between the countries some in the middle some not so good and so I'm kind of getting back to normal, which is interesting to see how they're all handled. Yeah, sorry, Jimmy, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't saying anything. Okay, good. So then it's my, it's my echo. I, I hear myself here twice. No <laughs> so I, I, I think it, it very depends on how they treat. Uh, oh, I'm gone. I'm here. No, I can still hear you. 
Oh, yeah, okay, something something popped out of here, some guy. Okay, <laughs> never mind. I, I lost myself again, but you can hear me, you can see me. So, yeah, um, it, it depends how each country treats flag football. You know, in the case of Austria, for example, they treat them as elite professionals. So they uh, uh, professional rules apply to them, which is nice to see, you know. And uh, and in Spain, it's also they treat them the same as elite so they're giving them the exemption, you know, like soccer players or whatnot, you know. So, of course, with PCR, not PCR, but antigen tests and, and all the regulations. But, it's, you know, I guess it's, it's up to each country to decide where they put flag football, you know, in which category. You know? Yeah, that's basically the request we have filed. We said, because the Federation said, um, it should. We are definitely playing the highest league of a sport, which is considered to be, let's call it, pre-Olympic World Game level. Like it should be set on the same level as soccer. So mm -hmm. we really. I mean, obviously, it's like the side. The, the how do we call it? Randsport art. I don't know the English word. Like a niche sport of a niche sport. Like you say, football is not even the everywhere known sport especially in europe and then you have another sub kind of that um, mm -hmm. but that that's what we are trying but i don't know like uh, germany is always like you have to fill out 1000 forms to do everything and i think maybe if it would have happened in two years the standing of football would have been a little bit better but at the moment it's still i don't know bureaucracy bureaucratic city of the world i think our country of the world is germany it's not so easy here <laughs> yeah. in, in, in sweden the rule is that if if the sport and the division is is if the participants make money from the sport then it's considered a a work place and a, and a job so then they can play uh not many people make money from flag football so uh it's gonna be a long while before we can play under that rule but that that's the the bureaucracy here in sweden that if you if the players make money that they consider their livelihood then the sport can go on with, without uh spectators of course but they can still play the league uh both tackle football and flag football are not really uh, on that level here in Sweden so uh, we we can't we I don't think we're even thinking about applying for uh, for that even though it is the highest division of our sport technically so um, yeah I suppose it depends if the country makes the differentiation based on financial grounds or like here in Germany with the uh, depending on which league you're playing in it's a tough call but we'll see hopefully things are heading in the right direction um and we can get back to playing some more of the international tournaments which leads us into the topic of um how we look after ourselves physically and mentally at big tournaments or perhaps uh, longer tournaments in comparison to a one-day league that you might have perhaps in your own country um benny maybe you want to start off is there something that your team like team germany or the wanderers do specifically for international tournaments something a little bit extra in terms of looking after your bodies maybe i don't know physically or mentally any rituals or anything 
Um, yeah, like and when when we like the last couple of years, we tried to always travel like for bigger tournaments with uh, how do you call it physiotherapist. Um, like, but mostly like even when I played world championships and stuff, like you have not enough like the foundation or the money as well from we got from the federation was never enough to actually have enough physiotherapists for all the players so if you if you really would like to take care of everyone after such a hard tournament day where you sometimes play three days a day uh, three games a day you actually would need more so what we always did was like we did ice baths for example and on big tournaments we always try to do that we do um we t we bought mess the uh, massage guns now which is the new thing i think um black rolls we're using a lot like that stuff for the physical side of it we're taking how we're taking care of us sometimes we like actually in for the champions bowl in barcelona we we managed to re to get two massage tables and we basically massaged our legs ourselves like like underneath each other basically so i mean in the end of the day it's just for especially for the legs that they are a little bit loose and everything so we did that um like now for germany i hope that everything comes through and there's a lot of um hope that we might get some um money more than we used to get so potentially we get two physios and like i see we will see what happens but that would be definitely something we would do mentally um i mean it always depends how the tournament goes like um beforehand i'm personally just going mostly to have fun and to get as high as possible um there are some games which mentally kill you and they haunt you a couple of days weeks months years later Carlos probably knows what I'm talking about. Some some of these <laughs> games you just don't forget. <laughs> I, I happen to be around a couple of those. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, for the guys who don't know, like um, we played each other like Germany against Spain 2017, and yeah, he Carlos deflected the basically the fourth down, and we needed the first down to get a chance to score again i'm pretty sure we would have got a good chance but he deflected it pretty good and yeah that was it germany got fourth place spain got third so that that game like haunted me a little bit but no hard feelings sorry guys but i tell you what if you would have let me score my two point return it would have been fine because i would have retired and that would be that would be my you know but you <laughs> took enough, me down i watched that video I, the other day and i was like i completely just shot you out of the field <laughs> yeah and the referee was right there standing and he's just like okay <laughs> but i, I didn't think it was a penalty I, I i wouldn't make it never in my life <laughs> I, I lost everything, my keys, my wallet, <laughs> barely made it, you know. Uh, that was a good game, though. Yeah, definitely. So, Benny, for just um, on the on the mental preparation thing, for example, for a tournament like Sport Mondebol, where you went out this year and unfortunately lost all of the games on Saturday and then managed to turn it around on Sunday and actually win the tournament, like, is there something there that you guys did other than perhaps drink a couple beers to help with the mental side of it or 
or was it just literally a, a, a game, a, a thing of playing a better game on the Sunday? Was there something there that you did? Because I think a lot of people will be interested to know if there's a special secret to how one can go from losing every game to winning in a tournament. <laughs> mm, good question. I think thinking back now, it's crazy that it's already seven, eight months ago. Um, first, like as a quarterback and as the team captain, I think it's another job or another um, part you have to take there. Like I remember the boys were like, we, we came back to the hotel after the first day in Sport Monda for the guys who don't know it. We played four games, I think four group games, lost all of them, or maybe one, one, I don't know. Like was completely crazy. Like we played as bad as never before in the last three years. And um, we came to the hotel and we had new players. We had two new players in the team and they, they didn't, I mean, in Germany before we smashed everything and they came there and we lost and for them it was completely new. Like I have lost some hard games before and I knew how that feels, but um, it was different. So I, I first took some moments for myself, thought about what can we do. Um, in the end, I said, I know what we can do. We can play better football and we just should do it. Like we're here first, as I said, to have fun. And in the end, on Sunday, we just, just see how long uh, the journey goes. So I tried to talk to the players, especially the young ones, and try to motivate them. And like we had a good evening, like we had lots of fun, like despite the fact that we had some beers as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we had we had good fun, we had good talks, like a good laugh, and I think that helped. And maybe that was the key in the end. So beer is the answer to the question. <laughs> I wouldn't. Text will say the same, you know. <laughs> um, so, Jimmy, anything there that, um, that is the same for you? Something different in terms of preparation or keeping fit? And it 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 it, it kind of depends on what you're going for at the tournament. Uh, Swedish teams mostly go uh, to tournaments to learn. Uh, a few times we've gone with the. Uh, mindset that we would win. Uh, I remember one time, and I think it was 2017. I don't know if it was called Sportmunda Bowl then, or if it was the predecessor to that. But we we went there with a Swedish, uh, almost a national team. We had taken every good player in Sweden and thought that we were going to go there. Uh, we went out to the field two hours before the first game and started warming up, and nobody was there. There was. Literally no one there. Not even the organizers were there. And they started showing up. And I remember one game we played. Two guys came on bicycles and just dropped their trench coach, coach and, uh, and ran a little bit on the spot. And we said, oh, we got this easy. This, this is going to be the game we're going to win. And they beat the crap out of us. <laughs> uh, so that's when I find out that the Danish are good uh, in flag football, uh, and they came prepared, even if they weren't prepared. <laughs> so uh, it, it's it's kind of the mindset you have to go in with. Okay, what are what are we expecting out of this tournament? Uh, I know Benny and the guys; they always expect to win. Uh, we always expect to learn more, uh, and I hope that Sweden Swedish teams are going to go out and play a lot more internationally. I know that the reigning championship, the Uppsala 86ers, are trying to 
be as best as they can be and try to be uh, out in Europe and play. Uh, last year, I think they planned on going to three different tournaments, but only got to go to, I don't even think they went to Sportmunda Bowl last year. So they're trying, but uh, the situation right now is is kind of difficult to do it. But uh, then the, the mindset, I mean, if you've had a bad day, I, I, as as you said, it's it's hard. What what do you do? Well, you could either try and and fix it by watching tapes of the games and try to do it, or you just say, okay, uh, we didn't play our best today, but maybe tomorrow uh, we know what to do. We just didn't execute today, so maybe we execute tomorrow. I I don't think there is a a special way that you can do it. It kind of depends on the group. If you're Old guys, they know what to do. Uh, they might even get mad if you try and coach them after a bad day. I don't know if uh, if you guys agree. Uh, an older player is kind of hard to tell them what they did wrong. Maybe a young player, you can tell them, okay, you did this. You could try and do that. This is a different setting. This is a, a different team you're playing. Uh, but it all depends on the players and how, how you did. But on the mental part on the physical part i wish we would have had more trainers uh physios and stuff but uh, basically if you have a foam roller you're good to go that trusty foam roller i think it's interesting what you say as well about different players because i'm, I'm especially from my perspective with people i've played with there's definitely an element of i don't know like watching someone like benny who can be like okay we lost that game let's move on which I think is a really impressive um, kind of trait to have. But then you also have a few close friends where they will spend a lot of time dwelling on what went wrong and especially mistakes that they personally made. And in that situation, it's obviously not going to help to sit and go through all of the problems or whatever went wrong because it's just going to send them darker into this hole and the next day you've got no hope. So it's definitely an interesting point what you say about how um, different people kind of respond differently as well. And I find that even for preparing for, before a game, I know um, when I played my first um, European Championship, I was trying to kind of use everyone else's techniques for preparing for a game. Like I tried the loud music, you know, just with my own headphones and stuff. And that literally was probably the worst thing because I, I isolated myself so badly that I then sort of stood on the field and the first snap of the ball was gone. And I was like, oh, okay, we're meant to be playing. So I think as well, it's important to like find your own rhythm of things that you want to do. Um, you know, and same with the with the physical side of. I'm pretty sure the the guys uh, peer pressured us into getting into the ice bath at Champions Bowl 2019, which was um, perhaps not something I would have done out of choice. Although I must admit, it did, it did help. So um, definitely a good thing to find your own vibe for um, how you prepare. Uh, Carlos, do you have anything specific that kind of keeps you going during a tournament? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> be, be he's, here, right? lucky, he's lucky that he can walk in front of before the tournament. Like, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Benny. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, personally, I, I, I. Uh, so in my young days, it was like the guys on the bicycle, you know, like and hangover, probably slept over, <laughs> don't even sleep, probably still drunk, jump into the field. Ah, great we win you know mvp or whatever you know <laughs> but with time you know you start to realize that you're not superman anymore and you never were obviously but you feel that you are 
but now you know, I'm 45, and now yeah, I spend more time with the foam roller, with elastic band, and the ice bath, anything I can get my body to survive the, the day, you know? Uh, uh, salad, I use nutrition, you just put it out, you know, and they all make fun of me. All the young guys, they're like, what? You know? and I, I don't know if you remember the, the Champions Bowl, the last one, that you end up in hospital, I end up in hospital the day after. <laughs> I was in ER. <laughs> like, well, we're playing the freaking uh, the Danish guys, and that was because of the salad in the morning for breakfast. There was some, you know, food poisoning bacteria, and I end up there. So I got to hear from the young guys for a long time. I'm still here, you know, yeah, that's just salad. Who eats salad in the, for breakfast? You know, so, wow, well, okay, I did. <laughs> Trying to explain them why you should eat salad, magnesium, and all these things. And instead of putting it in your pee or the tablet and you drink it, you can actually have it, but. Yeah, didn't work out, you know. I was the one in the hospital and they were playing, so can't say anything. <laughs> but, um, and then team wise, it's very hard to find the resources to get physios in, you know. A national team, we get one, you know, a poor, poor lady or a guy, whoever, you know, has the thing is running like a headless chicken and pretty much takes the injured guys, you know, the ones that maybe you can get them up and running for next day. But the rest, yeah, you put your name on the on the on the paper, and if you like it, you know, at three in the morning, you, you, you know, it's like I'm sleeping, you know. So, so yeah, roller, you know, it's and uh, and it's not looking any better. Like Germany, you you guys say you might have money now. We, we actually going backwards, and for uh, you know when we go to uh, Champions Bowl, we all chip in some money to to bring a physio in. But pretty much it's just for the guys who are, you know, in the brink of getting an injury, you know, hamstrings, whatever, you know, so trying to help out. And to be honest, last Champions Bowl, you know, we got one guy who thought one of our best receivers is like, oh, he's, he's gone, you know, but he, he played second day, no problem, you know, and that's physio sometimes helps for that. But overall for the team, yeah, it would be nice, you know. Yeah, the ice bath sometimes, but. Uh, no money, no physios, so DIY you know, and try to survive type of thing. So, and mentally, you know, it's all about how you get your team together. You know, if you're a team that you gel very well and you have a couple of good leaders there, like you know yourself, Benjamin, and they listen to you and they respect you, and and and, and you you cut that maybe tense atmosphere after losing you know all the games you know which is that's what you do there you know did you play well maybe you did but they kick your ass <laughs> you know it happens a lot especially Danish Danish teams I mean you can do your best and they're just like what the hell you know I mean I, you know. so yeah get the team together uh, to relax have fun and look you know things happen like you guys you know to win it all because you relax and then you say what the hell what we're we here for you know is to have fun that, that's what it is and that's what i tell everyone you know, look at the end of the day i play a lot of a lot of games i just remember the friends i made the places i was some place here and there but victories Okay, a couple of good victories, you know, like that that really stuck up in your mind. But the rest, like win or lose, to be honest, I don't like. It's not something that I that I thrive on. Like I now, I want to play well, you know, go out in the field, I do my best. But sometimes it's just 
it's just can't do anything. I mean, we went play AFL in New York. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, we, we thought we did pretty good, but you know, there's a mercy rule. <laughs> 30 zero you know <laughs> so but it's like what do you do you know yes yeah, <laughs> nothing like a, a mercy rule to bring back the humble in your life no i it really sucked because i went to the guy i was like what what happened and mercy look we flew all the way from spain you you we were supposed to play on on saturday and 48 hours before they told us no you play on, on friday it's like what we're flying in on thursday so literally we arrived at i don't know the, the guys last guy arrived at one in the morning and we were playing at nine you know with all the trip but a week before we were playing spanish ball six games in one day you know and i was like you can't do that i said okay that's okay fine okay we'll do it. and then they stopped the game i said what oh yes mercy rule like look we're not in high school I, okay, I, look, I don't care. I come here to play against the best, and and I want to play. I, you can put seventy on me; it's fine. I'm a grown up. <laughs> I'll survive. But uh, I, I was so pissed. I was like, yeah. "Mercy rule? No." Who was it? Was and, it the money team you played? Yeah, the, the money team. Uh, no, it was uh, T, uh, Texas TNT. You know, they were the runner-ups, so they they uh, lost yeah, in yeah. the final. Uh, yeah, but you know, they have uh, Griffin. You know, NFL, whatever. They, they have like three NFLs. They had the Heisman Trophy, the Texas guy, Longhorn guy, six five. But we shut him down only once. <laughs> only <laughs> scored once on us. It's enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell I mean, you, that, that, that's what you want to do. Like in the end of the day, I, I watched that game live, and yeah. I mean, I I had the experience as well to play the AFFL, and that I must say was a different mindset as well. We had unfortunately the same story as you guys. We arrived two in the night in New York. And like they paid for our flights as well, mm -hmm. and scheduled the game for us eight in the morning, jet lagged everything, and like we couldn't even like back then the AFL was completely new, like it was a year before you guys went. Yeah, and we haven't seen a game before we went there. Like we never played first of all, like definitely not, mm -hmm. and we hadn't even had the chance to watch a game before. Like they just <laughs> threw us in the water. Like it couldn't be any worse. Um, but in the end of the day, it was an amazing trip like it was i mean a different thing because it was like an all-star team kind of thing and like to spend time with the guys you normally play against was a nice thing like i really enjoyed that to be honest it was a yeah you have a dream team there that was definitely that was a hell of a team you guys brought in there i said yeah. if we would have played five on five we would have looked better <laughs> yeah, well, it's 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 a very different style of play. You know, I played for many years in the U.S. and you know the pitch kills you. There's so many rules around it that the you're so focused here on five that, especially as a defender, you're like, what the hell? And as an offense, the tools that you don't use because yeah. you don't have it in your playbook, you know, and you, you easily do it, you know. But but yeah, but. Anyway, go there and play. It's amazing. Like I mean, this guy from Texas, uh, forgot his name now. He he lines up in front of my corner. And we have this this corner is, is second year, but he's, he's very good, very good corner, very fast, but he's very short. It's like maybe I don't know. I don't I don't think it's six foot. It's maybe five ten or something. He's very fast. But this guy is probably I don't know six five. You know, and he he, he lines up and start going like. 
oh my god, he's a baby, he's a baby. So he's looking at the wide receiver, slow wide receiver, he plays in um, Team USA, the guy with the long hair. And he's like, dude, oh, for baby, he's a baby, you know. <laughs> now the baby shut him down, like he, he did not catch one. And so, and uh, it was a play in the end zone, he jumped, put the arms through his hands, hit the ball dropped it you know and he went to the referee yeah you know pi pi and i was like oh what happened to the baby oh the baby hit you i'm so sorry he got so mad (laughs) (laughs) i think he got a flag for you know coming at me later you know things you know and eventually he scored because he dragged across on the other side it was uh you know some coverage so corner stayed there and he went like yeah you see i'm sorry yeah whatever (laughs) but he got it once I mean, that, that's that's a good mental mental mindset as well. If you are going down with the mercy rule, still trash talking on the field and stuff, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's yeah, what you need. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what you, why you do it for to have fun in the end. Like yeah, as, I mean, as, as as Jimmy said, like we're not making a living out of this. So as much professional life we want to have it, like in the end of the day, it's our hobby and um, a hobby we love and yeah just yeah it's you can't i mean you uh, you can't match up it i mean you know if maybe on the same grounds like you know like austria did you know when they play five side which they scout the crap out of them and they're actually very very smart players you can sort of get there and maybe make it but but on their field or, or playing the Dennis guys, you know, it's just, it's, just, it's so hard when, you know, we train once a week, you know, <laughs> yeah, so it, yeah, you can't, can't get it, you know, and like most of the guys, you know, in a team, maybe you have four guys that work out, you know, the rest of the guys is just like, you know, they're athletic enough and they're fast or whatever, but they're a gym for a while, you know, and then you come in the field with these guys who, you know, they are, pure athletes <laughs> that, that you know they know the game 100 times more than you they're like physically like amazing okay and maybe in your team you have two like that you know and they have like 14 <laughs> what do you do you know so uh, you gotta go the mindset of let's have fun because i'm actually paying to be here you know <laughs> at the end of the day if you count even if you go with whatever you manage to get you know you Okay, AFL was nice. We actually make some money. <laughs> the kick of our ass, but we made some money. So that's if you look at it, you know, the, the first time I get a mercy rule, but we earn some money. Okay. That's fine. I'll take it, you know. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that after a week of Euros, that it was like such an emotional week and it was so full on and at the end of the week just thinking, like I, this is back when I worked at the bank. Like I only get twenty five days holiday a year, and I've used like seven of them for this. Like this is this is technically my holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. gone. Yeah, when the the two thousand seventeen, you know, in in Las Rosas uh, European Championships, uh, my my wife was in uh, had a conference same time. The, the thing I was like, oh man, <laughs> I have a three-year-old kid, so I have to actually take her with me. So, so, the, and the, luckily the head coach, the national team, the, I stay with him. I has three, three daughters, two daughters. But I was literally, I wasn't staying with the team. I have to like drive 
across Madrid every day, twice, no, four times, because I go for lunch, uh, I prepare lunch, and I come back. I, I spend more time on the road than on the field. I, I walk into like the morning, like, yeah, hey, we play who? Okay, well, Carlos, yeah, you know, a new place, like, huh, a new place. Yeah, you know, I fell asleep like in bed trying to do a new place. <laughs> Uh, it is terrible, and, and the amount of money I spend because I have to put a babysitter too because obviously I couldn't. Uh, I mean, uh, until now I don't know why the coach still <laughs> put me in there. You know, I mean, in <laughs> the end of the day, in the end of the game, it worked. So, you know, in that game, like 10, 15 minutes before, I told him, "Look, take me out," because my I couldn't walk. My foot was just out because I had the freaking physitis, uh, uh, you know, plantar physitis. Uh, that I've been dragging it for three months, you know, and you got to a point that I I don't know how many drugs I have in me and doctors and, and everything. I it got to a point at the end of the day I was like, look, it's no way I can cover shit here anymore, you know. I don't know, Carlos. I need you. I need you. You stay like dude. I can't. It's okay. okay. Fine. Put me in the short zone. Okay, I'm staying there, you know. And I keep an eye on the center. Okay, he likes the center, so I keep an eye on it. <laughs> you happen to throw it to him, and I was like, okay, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, time, Benny. but it was the coach. I would I would have seen the silent and I hate silent. Silent and me, we, we're not friends. But I was I can't. No, no. but it happened. Yeah. yeah, very good. Um does anyone have any superstitions, like things you have to do before a game? Uh, I'm really funny about how I lace my boots up is perhaps my one thing. Does anyone have like a dunno, lucky pants? Certain breakfast you have to have. No, I, no. I, I, I personally don't have any anything like that. But I, I have coached a few players with some uh, strange habits. Uh, any that you care to share? No, not really. <laughs> but 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 it, but it's everything from how they lace their shoes. Uh, which glove they put on first. Uh, they used uh, one pair of gloves for practice, warm-up, and then another pair for the game. Uh, if the first half doesn't go well, they switch, shift to another pair of gloves, uh, maybe another pair of shoes. Maybe I, th I think I even had a player change shoelaces, uh, which was kind of weird, but it worked for him. Uh, so yeah, there's all kind of superstitions uh, out there, and you just have to roll with it, I guess. Hmm. Benny, I don't feel like you have any, huh? I think not really. The only thing I always like, basically born out of the fact that it, I have it quite some time now, I always put my knee brace on. Um, the different, like, I always. The first, I always do it too tight and then I always have to loosen it and it's always the same way. Like when I think about it, it's kind of weird, but no one really notices it because it's just happening anyway. Like, but I have it now for nine years. God, crazy. And yeah. And the I'm other thing <laughs> with your knee braces or you often tug it before you snap the ball, like before you get the ball. Yeah. It's just like a weird little habit. I know. But yeah, it has to sit tight and it has to sit good. Otherwise, I can't even run anywhere. I mean, I think I'm still pretty mobile for having the knee brace on all the time. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, tell me, I'll chase you a few times. <laughs> but it's more your, it's more your hip, like <laughs> that is is trouble to get. I think. Yeah. I hope I, I, I hope I still know how to do it when we start practicing again. I like feels <laughs> like forever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can imagine it's so long and no prospect of it. Uh, that that's the worst. Not being able to. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I have no superstitions really. I, do you still eat salad for breakfast or have you um been put off of that one now yeah yeah i'm not no i'm not having it for before a game now <laughs> just because it, it, it doesn't look right anymore <laughs> if it was six hours of throwing up it was not it, it was no good <laughs> and then and then i got arrhythmia <laughs> from it so it wouldn't let me leave the hospital until they my pulse will get better you know so i miss my flies <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> so I was in the hospital forever. And then oh, it's like, oh, you need to go to cardiologist. Like, what the hell cardiologist? Like, no, dude, I, I run half marathon. I have no problem. Like, seriously. No, 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 no. You have one of these things. Like, yeah, do it. Look, look at my Fitbit. And I looked at it. Oh, man, pretty good. But anyway, yeah, salad. Mm -mm. Not before. <laughs> not before. No. I, I think I, I would go to follow the the kids' advice and not not, not, not eat salad before, uh, yeah, especially in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, right. but I remember I had a, a friend, a good friend, and uh, I played with him many years. And after he retired and everything, he he was telling me about his thing, and it's like I always in the silent go next to the best players because I think absorb their vibe and their thing. So <laughs> then I look back to, you know, the gameplays or whatever. I, I, it's true. The guy was always, like, if, uh, you know, we have an import or whatever, he was always next to the import and the import move is moving all along. No one ever noticed, you know. You know, I, I sometimes I remember like we call him Coyote. Yeah, oh, not Coyote. So, <laughs> you know, I would trip sometimes, you know. And then uh, I was like, oh man, I never noticed, you know. I was like, yeah, I need to work, you know. I, I, the guy was a hell of a player. I said, like, dude, you don't need to get to know him because you're really good. Said, but that's why, because I sit next to, you know, the, this guy, America guy, get the thing. Like, okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. funny. That's a clever tactic. I like it. This, uh, maybe try it out if it doesn't work out. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hoping I spend enough time with Benny. It should should work out in my favor. I'm sure. Mm. Um, so maybe one last question for you guys then. Um, I mean, Carlos has kind of <laughs> covered a few of these, but perhaps if you could choose to play in one other league, so perhaps in Europe or somewhere, is there a league that you would choose to play in? Hmm. I, I would try the Danish league for sure. You know, it, it have to be, let's say the one that I haven't tried. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, Germany is close by, but I think German league is, uh, it seems much scattered and also concentrated. I think it, what is nice about the Austrian, for example, is at the top six, Teams are amazing. I mean, are, it's just you know scouting players. It's and I think Danish are the same because I'm mostly you know concentrate. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, around the Copenhagen area, and you have also like five, six teams that are like super competitive. So I think 
when it's all more concentrated, uh, and of course, you know, the quality is very high. It's Danish league is, is very good, uh, and, and that would be nice. That would be something that I would like to try. But I think I'm getting far too old for that. <laughs> so maybe water boy. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm moving. I'm in offense now, by the way, Benny. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's 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 fine for me then. Center, you know, no play anymore. center now. <laughs> but yeah. That's cool. Benny, would you say Denmark too? Probably yes. Like hearing or um, talking to the Danish guys, they are all, as you said, Carlos, in and around Copenhagen. So the maximum they have to drive to a game day is like I would I would lie if I say 40 minutes when I remember right, like 35, 40 minutes. And like in Germany, like we have good teams as well, but they're so far spread. Like we have a team in Munich, which is four and a half hours from us. We have teams in Berlin or in Hamburg, which are another four and a half hours in the other direction. Like it's just too big. And um, that's, I think the Danish guys, like I talked to loads of them and they are really, I don't want to say go down, but like there are not as many teams as there were before. And like, like 10 years ago, there was a massive boom. But at the moment, you have five teams in the first league and they are struggling with players. Like there's some like sometimes they're shifting around um, a little bit. Like I know one guy who played for like three teams now of the top five. Now he went back to the first one again. But for example, I know for sure that SGD will struggle this year because their quarterback retired and um, like... He did, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Niels retired mm -hmm. as far as I heard, at least. I mean, you never know. He might pop out again and play Champions Bowl and League and whatever. But I, I heard that he retired and I think SGD will have a problem this year. Um, like, they already had issues last year. Like, they didn't attend Sportmonder Bowl and um, like I talked to Niklas from Amadillos as well, and he said the national team, like before they had 40, 50 players, and now they barely get the 15. And yeah, so let's see how long that rain will last, basically. But I would still, like at the moment, if I could choose, I would play in the Danish league. Not France. Nah. They have no. a weird league structure as well, anyway. Like, um yeah completely weird as far as i heard yeah that's you know it's, it, it, i think danish it, it's very similar to to austria because it's pretty much 80 percent of the teams are in vienna you know uh, and in vienna you have the tackle teams like the vikings you have the daniel dragons you have the uh this three four tackle teams and they all have peewee leagues i mean they have all the way up so there's football everywhere in Vienna, and there's a lot of flag a lot of people retire too and they go into flag and there's a lot of flag small teams so so many teams in vienna just in vienna in fact in the south they play in the swiss league because it's six hours drive so they don't do it but but if you're in the first division uh, I most in Vienna, uh, pretty much they take the tram <laughs> to play, you know. And then, yeah, times you have to, to Linz or Graz, which is one hour, you know. So it's, uh, it, 
it's like the Danish, you know, it's all focus and very high quality. Uh, so, yeah, in Germany you have good teams, but yeah, I mean, like, seriously, I mean, <laughs> you spend the whole day on the road, you know, yeah. and uh, so I don't know how in Sweden. But. Jimmy? Ooh, uh, I, I guess the easy answer would be to go to Denmark, but uh, I, I've also uh, concerns about their uh, top divisions. I, I would rather go to a country where I could watch a lot of flag football. Uh, so I would probably go to the UK, I guess. Just just for fun. Uh, because I think they're... I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they have the most games uh, available each year that you could just go watch and uh, tournaments and uh, apart from actual tournaments I, I guess the the league is the biggest i guess am i wrong i mean i don't know the exact numbers but there's definitely a lot of divisions yeah 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 i think yeah, that, yeah. i think i think i think that's yeah. the problem in in many of our european countries that we have a, a good top division, competitive and all, but when when they start tr struggle to get players, then then you have a problem because there's no foundation from underneath where you could pick up teams or players. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe yeah, Benny, maybe Ben is right. I mean, maybe the Danish reign is over uh, soon. Yeah, I, I I think I feel like in the UK, and I mean this could just be sort of my view on it, but the the, the teams tend to kind of be growing more than um, reducing, like we're seeing in Denmark. I feel like a lot of the teams who did start out with five or ten players are now consistently getting more. It seems to be yeah. the curve seems to be going the other way when I think about a lot of the teams, but. I don't know. Yeah, but, but you're, you're right. You're right, Luis. I mean, uh, I don't want to cut you off there, but the, you know, I, I actually went to uni in in England, and uh, my master's and my PhD also in Scotland. So I, I I actually know football back in the 90s, and it was flag. It was none. I mean, non-existent. And tackle, you know, London, Scotland because of the NFL and stuff. But from from when I finished playing there, I, I played for the Pirates, Skilbert Pirates and Dundee and Klansman, to now, and I look at the divisions, especially university, it's just like, it's massive, the amount of university teams in the last, okay, if I look, it's 20 years now, but in 20 years, like, it, I mean, it was, it was a lot of divisions already when I played university-wise but now it's like stupid like it's everywhere like I, you know when i play we used to have catchment areas you know so uh, then they took that rule off but like sterling is very small university so we used to catch here and there you know and the leads all these people used to do the same you know and then they cut that rule but they didn't need it because i mean each university has like 50 60 players you know and and the flag happened the same thing it's like shoot all the way out so I, I mean, Jimmy, you're right. I mean, that's UK. I mean, I don't know the numbers, but it's, it's, it's so many teams and mm -hmm. so many divisions. You know, the the so yeah, it's grown a lot. And, uh, 
I, I you know, just look at numbers sometimes and teams and stuff. It's like, wow, this is like geez, so many of them. You know, I, I once played for Scotland in the national team, Scottish, against England. So imagine how so little players they had that even Spanish got to play. But uh, that gives you how bad it was now. And uh, now it's, it's so many. I mean, uh, it's impossible, but uh, it's just exponential, the growth in UK. Yeah, I think um, as well from the women's perspective, like for me to move to Germany where there isn't a women's league and there's there's the Wanderers ladies and occasionally you get one other women's team that pops up. But when I, I had exactly the same experience that I started at university because the men's tackle team decided to start doing flag. And that's, that is exactly how it appeared to grow for the women's sport was that a lot of the university teams started and then people went off and started their own teams. And so like even the women's league in the UK is just over the last 10 years even has just sort of grown exponentially. So um, yeah, I don't know what it is about the flag world the last 10, 20 years in the UK, but it definitely seems to be which is um, I think I might have lost it. I don't know if I, oh, my internet. Yeah, sorry. Oh. The connection went off for a second. Uh, I think we're back. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think that we'll leave it there. I think that's pretty much all our topics covered for today, unless anyone has anything they'd like to add. No, I'm, I'm just looking forward to the next mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we might have had. I, I, I've heard rumors that the the groups and everything for the uh, world championship is going to be out by next month, so that could be fun to discuss. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah it should be interesting. Definitely. A little spoiler: I heard it's twenty men's, twenty ladies' teams. Wow. Really? Well, they're going all out. Uh, <laughs> Spanish is going to go with 10 or 12. We're <laughs> <laughs> still trying to find money anywhere to try to make it there. So. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, cool, uh, cool as well, Carlos, that you joined the first time. No, nice. thank you. Thank you for the invite. Thank you very much. It's, yeah. it's fun. And uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you want to play, you know, come over to Austria. It's not so far from you. <laughs> ah, you got to UK now. You got to UK. Yeah, I'm going to the is, UK is, that the, is that the new thing that players are going to uh, travel to other countries just to play? <laughs> hey, I, mean, in, I mean, in Central Europe, it's apparently possible. Uh, yeah, I mean, Why not? I, if, I, if I'll have a Czech league, I'm probably going to do it, you know, but... For example, if I want to go to Prague, it's two hours away. So I go to Linz, it's an hour and a, an hour and a quarter. So it, it, you know, yeah. Yeah, if you're on the road, so just do it. But that's a beauty to be, literally, I'm in the center of Europe. So I could happen to be Austria very close. It's still not so close. My wife does not like this. You know? <laughs> I do two hour training, two hour training for two hours and a half driving. So, it, so the trade-off is, you know, in the snow, ice. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So Ooh, I just read the groups are done. Oh. Where did you read that? Martin just sent it in the group. Oh. Uh, is that on there? Yeah. He, um, he commented here that they'll be released next week. Mm. That's nice. Okay, well, we'll see. Hopefully, we'll get so some we'll definitely be talking about it. Exactly. He can't announce it until it's officially posted. So we can definitely talk yeah. about it next time. So oh, yes. We have something to talk about for sure. Good. Perfect. Well, yeah. you guys stay safe. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for your time, everyone. Stay, po stay we'll positive. Be back in a month. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I, got, nice. I, got my, I got my negative here. You want it? <laughs> I actually I have You're a collection. You know? I, I need this to cross the border, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, we, we, Lou and I, we just booked what is it, five tests in total? As we're going to the UK, we have to have one when we leave Germany. We have to have another two on day two and day eight of a 10 day quarantine in the UK. Then we have to have another one when we come back. I mean, obviously, it's they are trying to stop people from traveling. Clearly, it right. didn't work with us. I mean, we want to yeah. visit the grandparents and they want to see their, their grandson. So right. we, we, we can quarantine, so that's not the problem. So, but yeah, it's crazy. And hopefully, we get that soon. Yeah, but it's, it's PCR. You got to do PCR or antigen works? No PCR. Oh, yeah. PCR expensive. Yeah. 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 I think yeah, like 700, 800 pounds in total for all the tests. <laughs> yeah, no, I imagine. No, no luckily, he, here is antigens now, so it, and it's free. So I just walk in there. In Austria, actually, they're calling the street testing you. <laughs> Any street, boop, 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 doom, doom, in and out. So, well. Okay, then everyone have a lovely evening and yeah. yeah. Stay safe. See you in Thank you guys. Bye. See you guys. Bye bye. Bye. Ciao. Bye. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and Fifteen Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customized sportswear supplies.